Blog Talk Radio. We declare victory. Victory over your life. shows that really took a lot of um, um, which you, just a lot of muscle to make happen but it's definitely birthed out of the spirit and uh, it's one of those uh, programs that's actually in demand so the mysterious uh, topic tonight uh, we're going to be discussing brothers and sisters it's going to be as you know, that we are upon the uh, very spiritual holy days, holidays. This is the season. You know, we're still in the Feast of Unleavened Bread, still in the Passover, still celebrating the Passover. This will go on until seven days, you know. And um, so many uh, of our brothers and sisters all over the world really is observing the Passover. And so. At the same time, we we had Easter, the celebration of uh, more than Easter, because I don't really like that word. We celebrate the celebration of Christ. Okay, Easter is kind of a whole another topic, but there are saints all over the world that seriously and wholeheartedly worship, worship and celebrated the risen King Yeshua. Jesus, the risen King. Many people talked about his his coming, his arrival, and uh, his sacrifice, his death, and his resurrection. So, upon the great celebration of his resurrection, that on the earth we call Easter, um, this time is upon us. And so I felt like it was a great time to talk about... um, were, how are we positioned spiritually?
going to be a very, very important show tonight because many of you is really confused about life in the flesh as a believer. How do we see ourselves in the flesh? How we see ourselves as so-called Christians, especially right about now. A lot of you just don't understand exactly what do we do or how do we see ourselves, rather, uh, since this new birth has happened, this life in Christ, you really don't you really don't have a, a handle on how to see yourselves. I hear a lot of uh, confusion about even within the um, well, I shouldn't go there, but just among a lot of believers, uh, anyone that is claiming to be born again uh, in this season, um, as we rejoice in what the Father did and raising the Messiah, raising his Messiah from the dead, and what the Messiah did when he walked into heavens and was able to offer up his blood and the the, uh, the whole new will or the new covenant, and just where we stand with the Father since this resurrection has happened, uh, what exactly transpired when Christ uh, got up, as they say, uh, many have said on yesterday, as we said on yesterday, as we celebrated on yesterday, those of us that celebrate uh, the resurrection. Uh, again, have nothing to do with Easter. The goddess Esther, um, uh, the sex goddess, I can't think of the proper name, but Anyway, this has nothing to do with this goddess, this sex goddess. This have to, it doesn't have to do with the, with the eggs and the fertility. And folks, this have to do with Christ Himself. And so, many of you are asking the question: Where do I stand? Uh, 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 how does the Father see me? Uh, and more importantly, this all this teaching uh, talk about life in Christ. How, when did it happen and how did it happen and just a lot of questions. So tonight we are going to be talking about that. Um, we're going to be talking about your position in Christ. It may sound a little religious right now or a little spooky, but I promise you there's more verses in the scriptures on what I'm talking about right now than a whole lot of topics. I mean, you're talking about the whole, nearly the whole New Testament is talking about a new position, a new identity in Christ. Many scriptures talk about us being hid in Christ. Yes, it does, brothers and sisters. And so uh, tonight we're going to really get into this one. We're going to really get into this one. So, you may as well get your Bibles out because we're going to definitely be talking about the Scriptures because this has to do with your identity, right? Some of you cannot go with um, uh, just any old talk. You gotta, you gotta see it. You gotta, you gotta see it in the Scriptures. What the brothers is going to be talking about today, possibly Sister Elian. I don't know. These days, I never know what co-hosts we're going to have, but we will be joined by some co-hosts. We know that. All right, so again, you tune to the Five Soul Network, and what I'm going to play is something just for those that are new to the network, uh, as far as how, uh, what to do when you want to, when you have a question, and just 
the rules of engagement. So let's just play that really quickly, and we'll be back. Uh, actually, after that, we'll, we'll take it to the Father in prayer. And then, uh, like I said, we'll talk about engaging. What, what does that mean? Um, some of y'all may have questions tonight. So anyway, we'll be right back. Again, this is just going to be a little intro as to how to um, dialogue here. I did want to also remind everybody, I keep forgetting this. Brothers and sisters, we have over 500 shows, and it's I don't know why so many of you don't know that. You think that once this show go off, that's it. You can enjoy Five Smooth Stone programming all throughout the week, all throughout the day, 24 hours a day, because our shows are recorded. We never do a show that you can't hear over and over, rewinding and fast-forwarding. Yeah, our shows are recorded. So just know that, brothers and sisters, and I say that because we spend a lot of time in research and and talking sometime uh, behind the scene, off the air, about various uh, beliefs and so forth. Brothers and sisters, we're not just new to this, as they say. We're true to this. Uh, These shows are very important to us. And... uh, I think that when people really put a lot into a thing, they are scholars, especially if they're hearing from the Most High. And so keep in mind, our co-hosts are not just any old co-hosts. These are men, uh, um, uh, most of them over, uh, over, I would say, 40, uh, over 50, or I'm going to say over 40, very seasoned men. We have um, some classified as senior citizens, some of them not quite that old, but they all been serving the Father for a very long time, and they study the Scriptures. And more importantly, you've heard every single one of them talk about the Holy Spirit. They try to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. When you get six co-hosts like that, that's not – too many people can say that. So uh, we take these shows very serious, and uh, we take your time very serious. And just like tonight's topic, we're not going to be playing with this topic, brothers and sisters. We want to know uh, just – where we stand, how we stand in the spirit, how the Father sees us. Yes, we have a last name. Yes, we have a ethnicity, uh, not based on uh, black and white, but we are definitely a part of some ethnos or some group on the earth. We're attached through DNA to something. But what the Father has done through Christ and this resurrection that some of us celebrated yesterday, again, have nothing to do or with this goddess of um, uh, uh, fertility. And so many of us just celebrated the Father sending the Messiah and all that he done. And then, of course, the death and, yes, the resurrection. So let's go ahead and get the instructions for tonight, and we'll be right back, brothers and sisters, again. I sorely, or should I say, I deeply thank you for your time tonight. We'll be right back. Oh, 
Five Tombstone Network, brothers and sisters. I'm Brother Seth, the founder of the network. And I want to say shalom or peace to all nations of people around the world. Although I may not know you, please know all people are loved and their opinions valued on this network. While our shows are pointed at solutions and encouragement to Israelites, a.k.a. Jews, in the diaspora, all people can benefit from the truth the Most High is saying through Christ and through His Holy Spirit we call the Ruach HaKadosh sometimes. To the new listeners who want to comment, please call the phone number right there on the promo you're probably looking at, 914-205-5590. Again, the phone number to call right there on the promo is 914-205-5590. Press 1 uh, in order to comment to any other host or co-host or any of our guests. You'll hear an operator say you're now on the host queue after you press 1. Once you're done commenting, press 1 again and you'll hear the same operator say you're now off the host queue. So you have to be on the host queue in order for us to see your hand raised. And then when you get done again, press one the second time and you'll hear her say you're off the host queue. The reason why it's important to be off the host queue once you've commented, because you may want to come back on again and comment. And then you just simply press one. Also, I want to remind everybody that we have 500 shows with hundreds of topics, with different guests from all walks of life, all different ethnic groups. We have people that travel the world, very intelligent people, very educated on our show. And more importantly, uh, a lot of God-centered people, a lot of people led by that Ruach HaKadosh, that Holy Spirit, are sharing on our network. So Google Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio. That's the fastest way to get to us. Google Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio, and you'll be able to enjoy over 500 episodes on various topics uh, at your leisure. Lastly... We want to remind everybody to follow the show. Follow the show. Please follow us. It gives us a bigger presence on the net. Plus, you benefit by getting a reminder sent to you anytime we do shows. Uh, we get these little reminders sent with all types of details of what's going on on the next show sent to you. Enjoy the rest of the show, and thank you for tuning in to the Five Star Network. Hello. <laughs> in prayer. Let's ask his blessings upon this broadcast. And if you agree with me as I pray and as I petition the highest court, kingdom of the most high God, God of Israel, if you agree, simply say amen under your breath. So be it. Father, I just want to lift up this show tonight. Father, I ask that you would by your Holy Spirit, your Ruach HaKadosh. By your Spirit, Father, speak through the co-hosts, uh, 
the host or guest or whoever's going to be speaking to the people, or even through the callers, Father. Father, we ask that you would speak to us through your word. Father, let us be agents of change tonight, not just lifting up the problem, whatever we're going to be discussing, or the enemy, whoever the enemy is. But Father, we ask that on this show that you be lifted up. While we may examine the problem, discuss the problem, discuss the challenges, discuss the heartache, the pain, we just ask that you be lifted up as the as a solution. As as a song play in the background, Waymaker, we ask that you be revealed tonight on this broadcast broadcast as the Waymaker. Father, we as a people petition your court, your presence, asking for change in our world, in our home, in our hearts. Father, let us not just be another group of people just talking for the sake of talking vain conversation. We ask that you would speak the wisdom that only you can give. You said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of you who give it to all men liberally and abraded not. Father, in your son's name, we ask that you will reveal to us your heart in the matters spoken tonight. And Father, we ask a special blessing upon the listeners that if they're suffering with pain, discomfort in their bodies where they can't hear you, we ask that you will rebuke and we rebuke the enemy in Christ's name. Spirit of sickness and infirmity, and we even speak to bodies and command these bodies receive peace. These bodies will receive healing in Yeshua's name, in Jesus' name. All these things we ask as a body on this broadcast tonight. Amen. And brothers and sisters, if you agree with that again, simply say I agree or amen, so be it. All right, going to go to the phone lines uh, to Cincinnati first, in the great state of Ohio, and bring on uh, the ambassador, Brother Purcell Porsche. Let's do it. Erico 513-331, Purcell Porsche, are you there? I am here, Seth. I am here. Praise the Lord, everybody. It's an honor to be back with the Five Smooth Stones Network. Uh, yes, it's yes. An exciting, uh, it's an exciting opportunity to share God's Word. We just want to greet you in the name of the Lord. We say, it's your boy, 
Purcell Liddell, the ambassador Porsche from the Five Smooth Stone Network and Salt Life Kingdom Ministries, where we believe in bringing the saltiness back to the believer through rightly dividing the word of truth and kingdom principles. Uh, Our foundation scripture is Matthew chapter 5, verse number 13. Ye are the salt of the earth. And if the salt hath lost his favor, wherewith shall it be salted? Amen. Once again, we greet you in the name of the Lord. All the way from Cincinnati, Ohio, it's your boy, Ambassador Purcell and Del Porsche with Salt Life Kingdom Ministries. And we are excited about the topic. We're excited about. Amen. Now let's bring on Brother Kim. Let's bring on Brother Kim real quick and then you can finish up. We'll go back to Brother Purcell here in a second. Brother Kenwin Castleberry, all the way in the state of Texas, want to get you on as well where Brother Purcell can finish. It's like he's ready to go. So all the way to Texas, uh, Brother Kenwin Castleberry, your line is now open. Go ahead and say hello to the people briefly. All right. Shalom, shalom, family. Uh, good to be here. I'm glad I was making it. I, I, I run a little behind, but, yeah, I made it on in, man. It's good to be in and uh, 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 talk with y'all on scriptures and uh, – or whatever subject it pops up. And uh, Brother Purcell, good to uh, hear your voice, man. It has been a little while. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm going to go back into the whole scheme, man. Okay. And, everybody, just so we know, tonight, again, we have these two co-hosts on and myself, and tonight it's no longer a mystery topic. Y'all know what the topic is. Uh, again, we, we're uh, some of us are observing the Passover, which means the next seven days, what's left here of the seven days, we're going to be observing the Passover. Uh, that means uh, some of us are doing that with Feast of Living Bread, uh, because as you know, the Father instructed Israel to um, to move in haste because of the death angels coming, and uh, they put blood up on the doorposts. And this has caused the uh, death angel to pass over. Had not they put blood up on the doorposts, Israelites would have died along with the Egyptians. But they did, and you know the story. The father uh, sent the death angel, and uh, Pharaoh lost his his son. And uh, we believe, it's not we believe, the world believes, the Bible says, this is what caused him to change his heart allow the Israelites to, to go. He said, get yourself up out of, get you and your people out of this country and pray for me, that's what he said. <laughs> so um, we've been observing the um, Passover, but then also on top of that, millions yesterday celebrated the resurrection of this Christ, this Savior. It would come thousands of years later. So some people have a question on how do we see ourselves. Brother Purcell is going to be leading out tonight. I'm going to be leaning on him tonight because, and Brother uh, uh, Castleberry is going to be in the house being himself, asking questions, making comments. And uh, But I want Purcell to just talk about 
this the, the one scripture that's been in his spirit and uh and, and those who are on the phone lines you have any questions or comments on anything you hear please please don't be scared like the recording said hit one so tonight how are we positioned or how do we see ourselves uh yes some of us consider ourselves according to the flesh Israelites but some people say, well, what does that mean? Do How do we see ourselves? I mean, how do we uh, how do we walk? Uh, are we Israelites? Are we, are we, you know, are we black? Are, are we white? Are we Hispanic? Are we female? Are we male? Uh, uh, how do we approach life? And so tonight we're going to be talking about some scriptures to show how we are in him. And that's not to confuse anybody. Uh, because it's your Bible. It's what the Bible says many times. We are in him. So, brothers and sisters, listen. Let's get into this thing. So, Brother Purcell, I'm going to let you lead out. I have some scriptures, but I want you to kind of uh, start it up with the scripture that was on your heart dearly. And then we will um, bring in a lot more scriptures. I got about, I'm not exaggerating, folks. I got about 200 scriptures on this one phrase, in him, in him, in him, talking about how that we've been born again and we have been placed in Christ. Literally, our identity has been hid. But Purcell, we talked a little bit about it earlier. Uh, Brother Ken, when he, we, he, he mentioned also, about uh, knowledge, about more about what Paul taught. So um, this this is going to be interesting. So go ahead, Priscilla, please. All right. All right. Well, the scripture on my heart. Um, let's see. Let me sh- let me share this. This scripture. Uh, came to me in my sleep, ironically, and the Lord woke me up Saturday morning, this scripture in my spirit. When I read it, it was as if I was reading it for the first time. Um, Seth, I don't know if you want me to read it in its entirety. Yes, please, Uh, please, please. Okay. Uh, Let me get there. Okay. Uh, The scripture that the Lord has put in my heart was found out of Colossians, the second chapter. Um, Is that what we're talking about, Seth, or are we talking about... Absolutely, absolutely. Go right ahead. Okay, okay. Okay. I want you all to listen very closely to this. Um, because this is some this is some powerful stuff. Uh and I'm gonna just wanna share that I'm gonna read it out of what's known as the Passion Translation. This is actually my absolute favorite translation. Um you can only get this translation um in the New Testament. The New Test in the New Testament. 
again, the Passion Translation, Colossians chapter 2, starting at verse number 1. I wish you could know how much I have struggled for you and for the church in Laodicea and for the many other friends I've yet to meet. I am contending for you that your hearts will be wrapped in the comfort of heaven and woven together into love's fabric. This will give you access to all the riches of God as you experience the revelation of God's great mystery, Christ. For our spiritual wealth is in him, hidden treasure waiting to be discovered. Heaven's wisdom and endless riches of revelation knowledge. I want you to know this so that no one will come and lead you into error through their persuasive arguments and clever words. Purcell. Even though Purcell, uh, that part where it says in him. In him. Could you please read that again? I know you're mm-hmm. moving on. Working towards mm-hmm. 10, verse 10. But read that again. And brothers and sisters, Purcell is reading. He's going to share what, he, what's in the spirit. But I want you all to be thinking about what I said earlier, how the Father has placed us literally inside the identity of Christ. Even though you all yeah. may not agree with me, but when I say we are hid, our life is hid, we're neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female, black nor white, no no tags, no classifications other than being placed inside him. It's almost like a big, uh, to make it practical, that you can think of, think of a giant fish aquarium. Yeah. It's like we've been yeah. all dumped inside, dumped inside this one body of water, and now we're all yeah. one. So every time you hear Priscilla talk about the word in him, think about that, um, that, that, that parable. Go ahead, brother. Yeah. Back to verse number three. For our spiritual wealth is in him, like hidden treasure, waiting to be discovered. Heaven's wisdom and endless riches of revelation knowledge. Verse four, I want you to know, I want you to know this so that no one will come and lead you into error through their persuasive arguments and clever words. Even though I'm separated from you geographically, my spirit is present there with you. This is Paul talking to the Colossians. And I'm, in, I'm overjoyed to see how disciplined and deeply committed you are because you have such a solid faith in Christ, the anointed one. In the same way, you receive Jesus, our Lord, and Messiah by faith. Continue your journey of faith, progressing further into your union with him. Your spiritual roots go deeply into his life as you are continually infused with strength, encouraged in every way, for you are established in the faith. You have absorbed and enriched by your devotion to him. Beware. Listen to this. Beware that no one distracts you or intimidates you 
in their attempt to lead you away from Christ's fullness by pretending to be full of wisdom when they're filled with endless arguments of human logic. This, my friends, is an issue that's going on right now within the body of Christ. We have been duped by endless arguments of human logic. For they operate with humanistic and clouded judgment based on the mindset of this world system and not the anointed truths of the anointed one. For he is the complete fullness of deity living in human form, and our own completeness is now found in him. We are completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us. He is the head of every kingdom and authority in the universe. Through our union with him, we have experienced circumcision of heart. All of the guilt and power of sin has been cut away and is now extinct because of what Christ, the anointed one, has accomplished for us. For we've been buried with him into his death. Our baptism into death also means we were raised with him when we believed in God's resurrection resurrection power. Yes. The power that raised him from death's realm. This realm of death, death realm of sin. All right? Death realm of sin. This realm of death describes our former state. Born in sin, shaped in iniquity, right? For we were held in sin's grasp. Hear me. But now been resurrected out of that realm of death, never to return. For we are forever alive and forgiven of all our sins. I'll read that again. But now we've been resurrected out of that realm of death, never to return. For we are forever alive and forgiven of all our sins. This is speaking to all of the people who have accepted Christ, the Christ, the anointed one, as Savior and Lord. He canceled out every legal violation we had on our record and the old arrest warrant that stood to indict us. He erased it all, our sins, our stained soul. He deleted it. All cannot be retrieved. Everything we once were in Adam has been placed onto his cross and nailed Permanently there As a public display Of cancellation Somebody ought to be Somebody ought to be excited about that Listen to this Listen to this This blessed me right here 
Then Jesus made a public spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness, stripping away from them every weapon and all their spiritual authority and power to accuse us. Did you hear that? Stripping away all, every weapon and all their spiritual authority and power for what? To accuse us. And by the power of the cross, Jesus led them around as prisoners in a procession of triumph. Listen to this. Listen to this. He was not their prisoner. They were his. (laughs) Yes. So why would you allow anyone to judge you because of what you eat or drink or insist that you keep the feast, observe new moon celebrations, or the Sabbath? All of these were but a prophetic shadow and the evidence of what would be fulfilled, for the body is now Christ. Don't let anyone disqualify you from your pride. Don't let their pretended sincerity fool you as they deliberately lead you into their initiation of angel worship. Listen to that. I want you to read that again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, well, I would love for you to hit 16 again, actually. 16? Yes. 16. Yes, 16 says, so why would you allow anyone to judge you because of what you eat or drink or insist that you keep the feast, observe new moon celebration, or the Sabbath? All of these were but a prophetic shadow and the evidence of what would be fulfilled. For the body is now Christ. Purcell, what verse you at now? I'm, I'm right back at 18. Okay, you're going to where? I'm going to... Uh, 23. 23. Okay, go ahead. 23. And then we'll talk about those, yeah. those scriptures. Go ahead. Go ahead and finish. Okay. Okay. 18, verse number 18 reads. Hang on. Hang on. Here we go. Don't let anyone disqualify you from your pride. Don't let their pretending, their pretended sincerity fool you as they deliberately lead you into their initiation of angel worship. Initiation of angel worship, just so you know, is devil worship. Pleasure in pretending to be experts of something they know nothing about. Their reasoning is meaningless and comes comes only from their own opinion. They refuse to take hold of the true source. But we receive directly from him, and his life supplies vitality into every part of his body through the joining ligaments connecting us all as one. He is the divine head who guides his body and causes it to grow by supernatural power of God. For you were included in the death of Christ and have died with him 
to the religious system powers of this world. Don't retreat back into being bullied by the standards and opinions of religion. For example, their strict requirements. You can't associate with that person or don't eat that or you can't touch that. These are the doctrines of men and corrupt customs that are worthless to help you spiritually. For though they may appear to possess the promise of wisdom in their submission to God through the deprivation of their co-bodies, it is actually nothing more than empty rules rooted in religious rituals. May the Lord add a blessing to all of the readers that we not just become hearers only, but doers of the word. And that is my, um, that's my, my issue. This is my issue with the believer, if you will. We have a really difficult time being. Now, what do you mean by that? We have a difficult time being because we don't understand who we are. We don't understand. Important is that he died and rose and that we died with him and rose with him. So what happened was in that instant, He became us, and we became him. And the problem is that we don't see ourselves that way. We don't see ourselves in him. We don't see ourselves. And to see ourselves in him, we have to see ourselves as him. And this, this, my friends, is a difficult thing for the average believer. This is why he told us in Hebrews 11 and 6 that before you even come to me, you must first believe that I am and that I am a rewarder of them that diligently seek me. We have to understand that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that lives on the inside of you and me, those of us who have accepted him as Savior and Lord. The very instant you said yes, this is another thing that the believer struggles with. The very instant that you said yes to the Lord is that very instant when you receive everything you needed that pertained to life and godliness, including the Holy Ghost, the person of the Holy Ghost. You receive everything. This is why Paul admonishes us in Second Corinthians 5 and 17 that if any man be in Christ, new creature, 
Many of us have not embraced the newness of life. This is why we find ourselves battling with who we are, because we have not embraced the newness of life. We have not accepted the new creature. We don't allow all things to pass away so that all things can and will and do become new. We have to we have to embrace the new creature. We have to see ourselves in him. If any man be in Christ, we have to see ourselves as him. The scripture told us what we just read that when he when he uh, when he died, we died with him. And when he rose, we rose with him. In other words, we rose as him. Everything that we used to be in Adam is now nailed to the cross. All of our sins, the scripture told us, have been forgiven. We no longer have to walk condemnation. We no longer have to walk defeated. Why? Because the scripture just told us that he led them around. He led them around as in a procession of triumph. Because he triumphed, we triumph. In fact, the scripture told us that he always causes us to triumph. Why? Because he lives on the inside of us. Well, the scripture said, God be for us. Who can be against us? So he lives literally on the inside of you. He essentially has become you. And you have become him. So just like he was blameless when he went to the cross, when he got down off the cross, you and I were, are now blameless. No more shame, no more guilt. We are all powerful. Amen. We have to See, we have to see ourselves this way And that's why we struggle With old things passing away Because we cannot see it quite yet It's so important as a believer To see yourself the, through the lens of Christ Because he settled it once yes. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Priscilla. There's a little—I don't know what that is. A little noise there, y'all. Oh, Squeaking sorry about sound. That. That's, that's me. That's me. That's my dog. Please. Okay. Hey, cut it out. But Purcell, I want to yes. say this to you, brother. That right there. Stay there. Please stay there. 
the whole show. Because, brothers and sisters, that's what we're talking about. And I love you reading that translation. I'm not a fan of a lot of translation because we're t- when, we, when we start seeing uh, us in the scriptures, they went and created the new KJV, NIV, and a lot of those translations is nothing more than men's attempt to hide what the Father really is doing on the earth. And so I am not a fan of a lot of translation, but that right there really nailed Colossians 2. So what I want to do is read some more scriptures, give the listeners more ammunition on what you just said so they can go read for themselves. So these are some scriptures that are talking about us being in him. And then I would love to go to Brother Kenwin and start dialoguing on what we glean from what you've read and what I'm about to read. Now, that was, the again, uh, Colossians 2 was what we read in its entirety, and that was from the um, Passion Translation. Okay? Okay? A TPT is the is the is a code for it in the if you want to Google it, but it's the Passion Translation. I love that, brother. Thank you. I gotta go and read that all over again. I almost want you to read it again, but uh, that was good, man. Now I'm dying to get into it though because I know some people are saying, "Wait a minute, what you mean?" So what we supposed to do? Just keep the holidays of the people that oppress us keep the the their feast days their holidays or how do we live we wear any old thing now we eat any old thing now i think what purcell was saying or what the scripture was saying more importantly is Mm -hmm. we're not judged by that if the father gave these laws to israel to it's said because of their sin he gave this law Else they would have killed themselves. They needed some. They needed some something to. It was just a. It was just a shadow. True, schoolmaster. True, but it helped them in some ways from just going buck wild. But like the scriptures say, the law is for the lawless. But That's so right. those of us that have that spirit, and we walk by Love that yourself. spirit, we're going to keep those laws and more. Just because we love the Father, but it won't be because somebody's give you these set of rules. The law That's can right. be brother a curse, Tell. brothers and sisters. Brother yes. Tell, I, I, I don't mean no harm. <laughs> I don't mean no harm. But I, uh, I, I think you're, I think you're in. Uh, you're not. I think you're interpreting that incorrectly. Um. I, I don't mean no harm, but uh, uh, that's talking about the different doctrines that's the, that was around, as far as vegetarians and things of that sort, uh, and them judging you into performing uh, the holy days and Sabbaths just like they do, the Pharisees. Uh, it's not saying uh, people judging you if you don't do it. Uh, that is saying the how you do it. It's... Uh, what they're judging you on. I just wanted to make that little comment. I'm sorry about that interruption. Go ahead, brother. No, you're here for that. And we want and I wanna I wanna definitely you bring that up after I read these scriptures. 
because that was that was very interesting. I want to elaborate on that a little bit more, actually. Okay, brothers and sisters, I'm going to read at this point. That's why we have Brother King went on. That's good. You see how, how that went? I'm not saying I agree with him. I want to make sure I understand him because it does talk about letting a man judge you. It says, uh, talks about how uh, at one point, if you bless me, uh, if you receive with thanksgiving, and it sounds like you can eat in freedom, but then others say, no, he won't. So we're going to talk about that. Let's get all this, the, the scriptures out first. We heard from Passion Translation, Colossians 2. Brothers and sisters, I would strongly recommend you, you get a pen for what's about to go down. Because what I'm about to read, I'm going to go a little fast. And I'm just going to go scripture after scripture after scripture. And I might read, I don't know, 20 or 30 scriptures here. But these are all going to be pointed scriptures, meaning related to what we're talking about right now. Again, we just observed the celebration with the resurrection of our Savior. When he resurrected, the Bible talks about something happened to humanity. There was provisions made. Things changed after that resurrection. Did you hear Brother Purcell? Things changed. Bible talks about old things being passed away. Is that a myth? What really passed away? Behold, all things are new. It's saying it's this is something that's happening now. Not all things gonna be new. Something is new about us. Oh, don't worry. It's about to get very clear. Started with Romans three and twenty four. Being justified freely by and I'm gonna go no more. Maybe I watch the clock because I don't want to go but so long with this. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus or Yeshua. Watch this. It's talking about a redemption that's in. Again, as I read this, these are called in Christ scriptures. I just Google in Christ scriptures or in him scriptures. So these are scriptures that talks about us being in him. So here we have redemption now that we're in Christ. Therefore, there's now no condemnation to them which are in Christ, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Apostle Paul was just talking about a struggle that he was having with his flesh. He said, the things I hate, I find myself doing. But the thing I desire to do, he said he have found out that he worshiped God with his inward man. But his flesh is craving something else. And he said, who will deliver me from the body of this death? 
body of this death. What's happening in the earth is body of this death craving stuff. But that person that was craving inside of Paul, the things of the Most High, that was that new man, the Bible said, that cries, Abba, Father. One scripture says, I'll add to, to this list, it says, Though our outward man perish, our inward man is renewed day by day. We just say that, but what about you is renewed day by day? What are you, what are you, you know and I know, brothers and sisters, you don't feel like uh, uh, you being renewed day by day. That's because we're going by our flesh. But spiritually speaking, the Bible says there's a part of us, if we are born again, that is renewed day by day. Romans 8 and 2 goes on to say, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ, there it is, has made us free from the law of sin and death that is in the law. So we're placed in this law of the spirit, which is life in Christ. This is serious. Once we're in Christ, there's another, another law there. For the law, listen. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made us free from the law of sin and death. Paul had just talked about it in Romans 7, because I'm just, some of y'all don't know, Romans 7, 8, all this go together. But Paul was just saying, it's like when, you, when a woman is married. She's married to one man, and she's bound by that man all her life. But if he die, she's free to marry another. And it was talking about the law versus grace. Again, I don't think, brothers and sisters, we live any old kind of way. And I'm, I know I'm getting into the commentary, which I said I was going to wait till I'll read all the scriptures, so i got to keep my rule. But I just think some of these scriptures we done heard all our life, and if I don't say some of this, y'all just hear me go, oh, yeah, I heard that, heard that, yep. And y'all be re- finishing the scriptures before I even read them. But do you understand what it's saying? So that's why I'm coming a little. And we definitely get Brother Kenwood in here and Brother Perse here. Again, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ has made me free from another law. The law of sin and death is what the law was about. The Bible says it was weak. Paul says, is it not a good thing? He said, oh, no, Paul, he said, no, no, I'm not going to say the law was evil. It was needed for a season. Here's another one, Romans 8 and 32. Romans 8 is really good. Nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. There's the package, which is in Christ. Again, every time you hear the word in him, in Christ, there's something that go with it. That's that's another thing you get. When we're in Christ, which is something we can't do based on works, by faith are we justified. He gives us this faith, and once we have this faith and we accept it, we're placed in Christ. All this you get. Here's another one, Romans 12 and 5. So we, being many, or one body in Christ. Here we go with the in Christ again. So what's the benefit? What's the Christmas gift? Or oh, I can say Christmas. I know we don't, some of y'all don't say But what I mean is, what's the big gift? So the reason why I say Christmas, y'all. 
So we, being many, are one body in Christ. So there's something about Brother Kenwin and Brother Purcell, if they indeed believe, and I think they have, and receive this Messiah, it says we're one. Think about that for me. We just read this stuff and go over, go over, go over. But how are we one? We call each other brothers and sisters because of this. That's why the saints call each other brothers and sisters. But how are you one? You're not related. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm talking about those of y'all don't even believe we Israelites and none of that. You're saying we're not related. How are we brothers? Because we've been put in Christ, in the Spirit. If the Father wants to deal with us from the rest of eternity by who we are in the Spirit, why are y'all going to try to make a big deal out of it and say, no, and hold on to your last name and hold on to your black and white identity and hold on to your Hebrew or your Greek or your Gentile identity? This is why I say, and i got to say this because I know I've sent this show to over 30 Hebrew Israelite organizations, so it's going to be a strong presence of them listening. And again, thank y'all that's already on the phone lines. If you have any questions or comments, remember you can press 1. If you're in the chat room, type away and I will get to your question. But some of y'all are saying, because I know y'all, because I know myself, and this is how we used to be. You're really holding on to this fleshly identity. On the five smooth stone, the only reason why we talk so much about this Hebrew Israelite is to understand, number one, the Bible. You're not going to be able to understand the Bible, especially in times event, unless you understand who Israel is. You're just not going to be able to do it. You're not going to understand why we're misfunctioning as a nation. You're not going to, you're going to have a self-hate or a disrespect towards so-called black people. This is to white people, too. You're not going to understand who we are. We're not going to understand who we are, and both of us are going to mistreat the so-called black man or the so-called African-American uh, uh, in America. You're not going to understand it. You're not going to understand it, I said. I said you're not going to understand. So, as Miles Monroe said, if you don't understand something, abuse is inevitable. So, because I'm commenting, so I'm going to go ahead and read these other scriptures, just bam, 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 and just out of fairness to Brother Kingwin and Brother Purcell. So, Romans 12 and 5 is a good one. 1 Corinthians, oh my goodness, 1 and 30. 1 Corinthians 15, 22. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. 2 Corinthians 5 and 19, Galatians 3 and 26. All these are talking about us now being new, a new creature, a new position. Galatians 3:28, Galatians 6:15, Ephesians 1 and 3, Ephesians 1 and 10, Ephesians 1 and 20, Ephesians 2 and 6, Ephesians 2 and 10, John 1 and 4, John 3 and 15 and 16. John 4 and 5, excuse me, 4 and 14, John 6, 56, John 7 and 5, Acts 17 and 28. <laughs> I love that one. In him, we, in him we live and move and have our being. Have our being. It's saying this is, just think about that scripture. In him we live. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, think about it and move. I love that they added the word M-O-V-E. That's, yeah. We're in him and have our yeah. being. We 
think that we have yeah. our being as a black man. We have our being as a American. We have our no. This in in him we live and move and have our being as certain also of anyway. Read that Acts seventeen twenty eight, First uh, Corinthians uh, eight and six. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21, 2 Corinthians 13 and 4, Ephesians 1 and 4, Ephesians 1 and 10, Philippians 3, 9, 3 and 9, Colossians 1 and 19, Colossians 2 and 6, oh, really all of Colossians 2, Second uh, Thessalonians 1 and 12, John 2 and 5, 1 John 2 and 27, 1 John 3 and 24, 1 John 4 and 13, 1 John 4 and 15, 15, 1 John 4 and 16, John 5 and 14, John 5 and, and 20. Um, when I say John, I just mean St. John. Uh, Ephesus, um, well, that's a good one. Uh, Ephesus, Ephesians 1 and 6 says, To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Because we're in, that's why I say think of the fish tank. So we accept it in Christ. So now that y'all understand, when we pray, we have to, we, we, we go in Christ or in his name. It don't matter if you end the prayer with in Jesus' name or in Yeshua's name or Yahweh's name. It don't, you're supposed to go trusting in who he is because we are dead. Brother Kenwin. All right, all right. Uh, yeah. Um, well, uh, uh, there's a lot of things I'm struggling with, y'all. I'm still learning here. Um, <laughs> I uh, I got my understandings, you know, and I know we don't quite see eye to eye on a lot of things, y'all. Um, but uh, I'm still trying to get Paul's writings down. Okay, I'm still working on Paul, trying to understand a lot. But uh, I think the point what you was getting at uh, overall was us becoming a new man, believing in Christ and taking him in our hearts and minds. Right? Now, hold on. And when, hold on, hold on, and when we hold do on, that. Hold on. One, just, just, just ten seconds, just a real, it's only a few words. Not becoming. Purcell may be mm-hmm. saying that, becoming, but I'm not saying becoming. I'm saying these are the things we inherited now. All of what I just said is past tense. We're supposed to live a certain way because we're righteous. We're supposed to control our flesh because of what we already inherited. I agree with Go that. Go ahead. Purcell, say so you agree with that. Go oh. ahead, Purcell. Uh, brother, can we? Okay, yeah, but you know, but with uh, you know, uh, with, with people who still you know flaws, we still uh, hearts haven't been circumcised just yet. So I mean, uh, we we slip and we fall and we get back up and um, uh, that constantly struggle uh, with our flesh. You know, it's still present. Uh, I'm sure that I speak for everybody on that one, right? So I mean, uh, uh, we got our ups and downs. So when I was talking about that new man, it's a spiritual sense um, of becoming that uh, when, when we took in Christ in our hearts, uh, uh, our righteousness, uh, uh, 
that gave us in the spiritual sense of this new man, new creature, uh, quick to do good. Uh, and uh, we put in that foremost what our, uh, what Christ uh, put on our hearts to do over our flesh. Our flesh constantly talks to us, but we uh, we put it on the back burner and we follow uh, after the Holy Spirit. And uh, we continue that internal fight. The Holy Spirit give us that internal fight as we walk, right? Uh, uh, in right. my understanding, upon Christ's return is when he's going to make it official where we no longer have to battle the flesh anymore. Absolutely. And that's not necessarily, according to my understanding, that's nece- I don't mean that we're all going to die upon his return. Uh, he described it as circumcision of the heart. So, uh, no, hold one second, just because you, you said, what do you mean by die? Who said we're going to die upon his return? We just It just it says well, that our bodies, we, we receive new bodies. Yeah, well, uh, a lot of people, I, I, I myself think that we're the, the, the uh, new kingdom upon earth that he's going to reign is going to be in our fleshly bodies or... or or you could say our new bodies, but we're still going to be making children. So I'm thinking it's still going to be some kind of flesh there. I, uh, some people look at it differently. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't want to go there. I'm not a scholar or anything like that. But I, I feel like if children's going to be producing, then we're probably not all the way holy bodies like in uh, angels or something like that. But then again, well, that's just my opinion. Okay. Let me say this, Brother Kenwin, to you. Number one, brother, you're more than welcome to express yourself. Do like Brother Kenwin, do like Brother Purcell and, and myself, Ella Shore. Brother Kenwin, that's the reason you're on this show. Stand up gotcha. strong for what you believe. Take your time. Disagree with Brother Seth. Disagree with uh, Brother Purcell because you could be right. That's why I stand the way I stand. If I'm wrong, somebody show me scripture. Hey, it's not my Bible. It's not my truth. And I didn't send the Savior. I could be wrong. I wasn't there. We're all learning. That's why I read so many scriptures. I'm saying, how can all these scriptures I got wrong? So I figure the more scriptures I read, the more it helps my case. But I could be wrong. Just because Brother Seth is confident or Brother Purcell seems so confident, that means nothing, man. You're a believer, and you you have as much authority as I do. At times, I need to... Uh, what they call stand down because the Father is speaking through you. But all we ask is that you take the scriptures, you know, when you say something, be able to support it by scriptures. And even if you can't, watch this, brothers and sisters, sometime a person is right, but they just don't know the scriptures. They And there's sometimes people are wrong and they got a whole lot of scriptures. So, Brother Kenwin, please be at home. There's a reason you've been selected to be one of our co-host now having said that i want to bring in purcell uh, and uh, then i'll come behind him 
This is good, y'all. Again, you're tuning to the Five Smooth Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth. We have Brother Purcell Pochet all the way in the state of Ohio, Cincinnati to be exact. And then we have uh, Brother Kenwin Castleberry all the way from Tyler, Texas. All right? And we are swinging. We just had the, as you know, the big celebration, global celebration about uh, Easter, uh, about, uh, about the resurrection. And so... We are uh, <laughs> trying to understand what happened when this this Messiah, uh, uh, what, when he when he went back into heaven. Uh, the Bible says uh, the Father received him. This is a resurrected Savior, though. What happened to us in the Spirit when all this happened, Brother Purcell? Go right here, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This man, look, this look. I'm gonna sum this up. I'm gonna sum it up right here. I'm gonna give you a scripture, and we're still talking about Paul, but I'm about to sum it up right here. Okay, let me get there real quick. Uh, and again, I'm gonna read it. In the Passion Translation Okay Actually I've never read this scripture In the Passion Translation So let's let's see what we get <laughs> This is Galatians This is going to sum it up right here y'all No I'm going to read it in King James I'm going to read King James I'm sorry Give me a second here Okay I'm going to read it in King James this is a very familiar scripture. Galatians chapter 2, verse number 20. Listen to this. Seth said, what happened when he got up? What happened to us? Yes. Here we go. I'm going to sum it up right here. Galatians chapter 2, verse number 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live with Christ. I'm adding these things now, y'all, okay? I'm adding these. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, not I, but Christ liveth in me and the life which I now live in the flesh I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me here it is we all over again what I just said uh, when I had the mic he became me that's essentially what happened when he gave himself for me he became me and I became him that's why I have to understand that I've been crucified with Christ 
everything that he endured, I endured, having to endure it. <laughs> oh, my God. Woo! Amen. But those things that he endured were now, I now understand, were for my benefit. This is why the scripture tells us in the book of Psalms to forget not all his benefits. Everything, like Seth said, it's all right now coming. We're not becoming. The one one translation says, um, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. All things are. This is what I've said on so many different occasions. Hear me. We have a problem being. We have a problem being. Zig Ziglar said you got to be before you can do. And you got to do before you can have. We got to be so that we can do and do so that we can have. He said he come that we might have life to the full till it overflows. This is one translation. Of course, we know the other very familiar translation. I come that you might have life uh, more abundantly. Right? So we have an issue being. This is the dichotomy of the believer. This is why we have so many different ideas. Number one, we're trapped in uh, our own way of thinking. See, this is what has to happen. This is what, this is what inevitably has to happen in order for us to really get this thing the way that God intended us to get it. Romans 12 and 2. Romans, look, let me go back. Let me go back. I'm, I, always, I always skip one. I'm going I'm to stop doing that. I'm going to stop doing that because I need you to hear this. Hear this. Hear this. Hear this. Romans chapter 12, verse number one. Listen to this. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Which is what does that mean? Your reasonable service. We have to live our life in Him. We have to live our life in Him, especially after we have accepted Him as Lord and Savior. 
Now, yes, because, okay. because he's holy, we're holy. We're holy. How do we, how do we uh, walk out what's acceptable unto God? We, we walk after the fruit of the Spirit. Yes. The fruit yes. of the Spirit will let you know that what's acceptable to God. Okay. So it. Okay. So if. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll be wanting to jump in, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to jump in, brother. Is that that was so powerful of a scripture? Uh, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your body as a living yeah. sacrifice, yeah. holy, acceptable unto God, holy, mm-hmm. which is set apart. And acceptable unto God. That's what I blemish, y'all, which is your reasonable service. This is what we strive to do, right? This is what we strive to do. We try to be as perfect as we can for our God because he changed not. He changed not. He ain't going to look at, he still (laughs) look at you like filthy rags, right? Right? We ain't going to present filthy rags up to him, right? With disobedience. Right? <laughs> so, of that's course. the only way. Of course. So, my. That's the, that's the only that's way you would my, present filthy rags. Right. So, my question <laughs> is what is exactly Paul is saying here, right? Uh, obviously, he's talking to someone. I mean, he is teaching someone who's unfamiliar with our God. Unfamiliar with our Christ, obviously, right? And he's breaking it down on who he is, what he has done for us, and and how we should live our lives. To someone, obviously, they don't know, right? It's us. Which Listen, is brother, your mind? Listen to this. Yeah, go. Listen go to this. Ahead. Listen to the Passion Translation, beloved friends. What should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercy? To surrender yourselves to God, to be his sacred living sacrifices, and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine Expression of worship. Wow. Listen to this. Listen to this. Let's move on to two. Keep put your finger right there. Hold on, brother Purcell. Hold on one second. What I don't want to happen is we be misunderstood. Now I don't think you heard Brother Kenwin. Brother Kenwin is arguing, as he often does. That Paul is not talking to us. He's talking to Gentiles. So you reading from another translation, it's not going to really answer this question. Hold on. If he indeed thinks, for whatever reason, this is not related to everybody, you can read whatever translation you want. He's going to say, oh, that's that's a great message to them. But for us... 
Now, this is where we got to help Brother Kenwin if indeed we are right, if indeed we are enlightened. Okay. He's got to okay. see. Okay, Go let's ahead, look at the verbiage. Let's look at the verbiage, okay? Who is the brother? In the King James Version, it says brethren. Who is the brethren? Okay, was, then we look at the Passion Translation, and it says beloved. Who is the beloved? Who is the beloved? That's us. That's us. That word is for us. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. The Gentile can't live holy. Right. So he receives the Christ, the anointed one. Yeah, I think that's the message, though. That spiritually uh, they're accepted, right? Because by the letter or by God's words, uh, they can't, right? Because they're not under the covenant. And I think they still try. I'm thinking, you know, there's other books that Paul wrote. It's like they were still trying to because they was in love with Christ so much. He's telling them to, no, just go by the Spirit. Don't do what they do down there in Jerusalem. Speaking about James, John, other other brothers that we reading on here. No, no, they ain't, you ain't got to do it. Listen, he, he's telling them to listen to him. And uh, I, I want to try to back that up because uh, uh, he, he did make a good point, um, uh, brother Seth. Uh, uh, we was in Galatians just a minute ago. Um, can you, let's see, uh, Galatians to where, uh, Paul and Peter was bumping heads. This is taking place in all our, in all our books, y'all. And, uh, there was this big deal, like, just like right now in today's time. Um, the, you got Paul's message and you got Peter, James, and John's down south in Jerusalem. You got, they're bumping heads on how to teach everybody. Okay? And uh, uh, let me, let me, let me uh, start at uh, Galatians chapter 2. And uh, let's see here. Uh, we're going to go, we're going to start at 10. 10? No, no, we're going to, we're going to start at 11 right there, right? Uh, but no. when Peter was to come to Antioch, I withstood him to the faith, because he was to be blamed. For before that certain came from James, he did eat with the Gentiles. But when they were come, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing them which were of the circumcision. And the other Jews disassembled likewise with him, insomuch that Barnabas also was carried away with their dissimulation. But when I saw that they walked not uprightly, according to the truth of the gospel, I said unto Peter, Before them all, if thou, being a Jew, livest after the manner of a Gentile, and not as do the Jews, why compellest? See, that's the key word, compellest. 
Why compellest thou the Gentiles to live as do the Jews? Right? So what was happening here? They're happening here. Uh, they're in this church, and they're eating. They're feasting in there. Right? It is not like us to mingle with these Jews. Right? That's something that we didn't do. Uh, I know there's some folks that say he was eating pork chops. But no, nah, not Peter, if you know him real good. But still, who 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 cooked this meat? Who uh was it uh cooked a certain way? He's eating with the Gentiles. With how they get this animal. Right? So that's still bad. He's still saying. And and, and, and Paul was right. What 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 are we doing here? What are we doing here that we can't eat with him? Right? And Paul got another message about eating with uh, uh, idol things, sacrifice idols. Because they got the food from the local market up here, which, you know, if you know anything about this area in Galatians, it's, uh, they got different idols and gods and all this other stuff. So, yeah, they, we're not even supposed to eat their goats or their lambs up there <laughs> because they're all sacrificed to their idols. But uh, Peter was caught doing that, and Paul uh, got on his case. But he, the message Peter was bringing is for Gentiles that come into Christ to start doing like we do down here, what I'm talking about. Paul's message was different. He didn't want the Gentiles. He wanted to be Brother, a free spirit. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Even in that argument you're saying right now, let's just say you're right. Even in an argument there about food, what to eat, customs, Paul talked about a hundred different revelations. So let's say for some reason there is a difference between how the Gentiles Gentiles supposed to eat and what we eat. Uh, Maybe we should keep the feast days and they shouldn't. That's still not going to address all of the scriptures we read today. So let's just say... Uh, no, I want you to, because you, you bring this up a lot. You keep talking about there's a dissemination, and you don't know about Paul and all this. But let me just say this. In your defense, <clears throat> because one may say, hey, that brother got a point, but not really. Let's say you're right. I mean, point it, we just missed it. Per se, I don't get it, I don't get it, and you're right. There was a big, legitimate disagreement with what to eat, and let's just say a few more things. Pastor Paul talked about so many things about new life in Christ, uh, identity being hid, just all types of things that that trump what to eat, mannerisms of the Gentiles versus us. So my point is, I wouldn't throw away all of Paul. You're not saying throw away. You, you definitely, as a matter of fact, I'll take, I retract it because that's not fair to you. You didn't say that. But I know, brother, the one, Pastor Chris, he has issues with Paul. But my point is, this is minor compared. To, we would not understand a whole lot about Christ and what happened in the new birth without the Apostle Paul. So, I would take these little skirmish, skirmishes we had, and I'm not going to say they're little, because that's belittling to you, and I don't want to do that. 
because it is major what we eat and so forth. But I'm saying you, we just read, if if Paul tells the Gentiles, don't be caught up in what to eat and don't let no man judge you, you're probably going to say, yeah, that's to them, but to the Jews, we got to be we got to condemn each other about what they eat. Now, be honest, Brother Kingwood, don't you think like that? You think when he said, when, when, when Brother Purcell was reading early from the Passion Translation, when it, say, it says in the King James, touch not, taste not, but in the Passion Translation, uh, Brother Purcell was reading, let me just get it right here. I, 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 I know exactly where you're at, Brother, trust me. Was it 2 uh, and 16? It say eat yeah. not touch not in the King James and Purcell yeah. translation. I'll, oh, I'll verse twenty one, verse twenty one. So listen to this. I'm gonna guess at something. Verse twenty one in the Passion translation says. First of all, let's read King James because that's where most people at. In the you King James, Colossians, says, right? Colossians says, two and sixteen. Colossians two, and let's just start at verse twenty in the King James version, and then we'll read the Passion. 2 and 20. Wherefore, if you be dead in Christ, wherefore, if you be dead with Christ from the rudiments of this world, why, as though living in the world, are ye subject to ordinances? That's deep right there. I guarantee you would say, that's to the Gentiles, because for sure we are subject to ordinances. Yes or no, Brother Kenwood? Uh, I, I, to my understanding, the Colossians are Gentiles, to my understanding. No, no, hear what I'm asking you. When verse 20 says, Wherefore, if ye be dead to Christ from the rudiments of this world, why, as though living in the world, are ye subject to ordinances? You will say, that's to the Gentiles. That ain't to us, because we are subject to ordinances. That's not for us, because we are definitely subject to ordinances. Wouldn't you say that? I would say that he's talking to Gentiles. But what about to us? Are we such to order? We can learn what he's telling to Gentiles. Okay, hear me out. Let's just not use you then. Average Israelite, when they see this verse, they say, This is to the Gentiles. For us, it's going to read like this Wherefore, ye be dead in Christ from the rudiments of this world. Why is though living in the world. I don't know how they would read it because they still say you're subject. But some kind of way these people are thinking that this don't have nothing to do with us because we are subject to the ordinances. Paul goes on to say in verse 21, touch not, taste not, handle not, verse 22, which are all to perish with the using after the commandments and doctrines of men. He's not saying don't have no standard and don't watch what you eat. He's just saying don't be judged by it. Now, here goes the Passion Translation. Hold on before Colossians. you say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, there's a lot that needs yeah. to be said here. Yeah, before you before you go with that uh, Passion Translation, look at the Amplified. Now, this is another one that, that I frequent in my study. Uh, my, this is my wife's favorite translation, actually. Uh, Verse 20, if you have died with Christ to the elementary principles of the world, why, as if you were still living in the world, 
Do you submit to rules and regulations such as do not handle this, do not taste that, do not even touch? These things all perish with you in accordance with the commandments and teachings of men. These practices indeed have the appearance that popularly passes as that of wisdom in self-made religion and Mm. mock humility and severe treatment of the body, asceticism, asceticism, but are of no value against sinful indulgence because they do not honor God. Right. So there you have it. Uh, What are you saying? That there's a bunch of people with different doctrines and religions and beliefs all hovering around his church and trying to influence them to do this and that. He mentioned worshiping angels up here. He mentioned doing some other things up here. Uh, Yeah, so... These are, uh, these are, uh, uh, he mentioned something about the uh, 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 dietary or something like that, uh, with, with, uh, getting on to you about what you're eating and things like that. That's, that's the vegetarian folks right there. So there's, there's a bunch this, happening around this church. But quite well, frankly, this. this has nothing to do with your soul. This has nothing to do with your converted soul or conversion of the soul this has nothing to do with that stuff this is why he's telling them don't get caught up in that foolishness don't get caught up in that is what he's saying don't get caught up in that what's what what is most important is that he died you died with him and you rose with him and you're in him, and he's in you. This is what's important. This is what is uh, 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 pertinent to the soul, to the spirit man, to the life of the believer. This other stuff is of none effect. It has no value. This stuff, right. this is how we get this is how we get caught up this is the stuff we get caught up on. And we get a and we have a dying world just passing us right on by. And we got souls that are starving for the sons of God. But we so caught up in this uh this worldly wisdom, this religious stuff. That we miss them And we're not operating After the, the, the Great Commission We're not Number one We're not walking in authority Number one we're not, we, we're not walking in dominion Number one We're not winning souls Number one We're not going throughout all the world Preaching the gospel We're preaching to each other 
We're going back and forth with each other. This is what Paul is saying, man. Leave that foolishness alone, and let's get to work. Let's get to impacting the nation. This is what we ought to be doing. We ought to be impacting the nation. We ought to be compelling men, women, boys, and girls to this Christ, to this anointed one. All this other stuff don't mean nothing. The Sabbath, all that stuff don't mean nothing. It don't mean nothing if you don't belong to him. It don't mean nothing if you not, uh, 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 if your mission is not to please him or to be like him or to that, walk that's in true. him. That's true. All that stuff don't mean nothing, man. I think people in their, and Brother Kenwin, and, and not just Brother Kenwin, but everybody listening, I think people are pursuing the Father, not everybody, of course, whereas we wouldn't have this problem for so to talk about. But I do think that Brother Kenwin, for sure, is pursuing uh, uh, what he thinks the Father requires out of him. It's just a matter of understanding, us us uniting on understanding. But I hear you, Purcell, because a lot of us are sidetracked by arguments. But I think it depends on the heart, because some people argue and they just they heart ain't right. They're not seeking the Father. They really not. They just they 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 on ego, pissing contests, et cetera, et cetera. Y'all know the people. But Brother Kenwood, I'm sure you can hear his heart. He is really pursuing what the Father wants, and there is just absolutely. not a clear. Did I hear somebody? I just say absolutely. I'm yeah. Agree. I'm so I just think with Brother Kenwin, we got to just answer his question and be very clear and crystal. And I think, Purcell, you're doing a very good job with that. Uh, I, I hope I am. And uh, it's not just pretty much answering what Brother Kenwin have. It's still the topic uh, at hand, uh, what happened after the uh, resurrection, the new birth. And, and y'all, we're going to take a little short break here. We're going to come back. But I appreciate Brother Kenwin and his questions and the pushback somewhat because he agreeing with a lot and I just think it's healthy I just think we at it again and I miss Brother John and the others but this is really good y'all so just know that we're all in good spirit and Purcell stay where you at brother and Brother King will stay where you at and just we'll see what the father do with this show tonight so are y'all okay with a break yeah yeah, yeah okay okay <laughs> alright y'all again it's Purcell Porsche all the way from Cincinnati, Ohio, as well as Brother Kenwin Casaberry, all the way in the uh, uh, Long Star uh, state of Texas. And we are swinging tonight. What happened after the resurrection? Aren't they swinging? For real, for real. Again, what happened? No, really, what happened after the resurrection? We know he got up, but what happened to us afterwards? We'll be right back. Everybody, hold on one second. I think I lost. So while I'm uh, refreshing my boards here, I don't know why Blog Talk log you out, and it happens every show. But while I'm logging back in to take this break, I just want to remind everybody that uh, 
We do have over 500 shows, brothers and sisters. Over 500 shows. Please Google Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio, and you can uh, get any of those uh, shows. Again, you have to go to Google, Google Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio, and just go to that website. You have over 21 pages of shows. It's very important. All right. Um, don't forget tomorrow we are continually uh, uh, writing the book, The His- uh, Systemic Lives of White Supremacy are our world's root in religion, because it really is. But we are still writing that book, and tomorrow night, uh, I may change it to Wednesday night. I'm not real sure, but uh, just know that we will be doing a show on tomorrow, Wednesday, with regards to the book. Here comes Mele Hakavot, which is Psalms 26. Who is this God of glory? Who is he? That's what this is said. It's not in English, but see if you can pick up on the spirit behind this. Uh, as they sing in Hebrew, in Hebrew.
Psalms 24 and 8. <laughs> Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. So that's in Hebrew. Mihuze Melehakovo. In Hebrew. Y'all get to check out that name. Google that. M E L E. And then Hakavod, H-A-K-A-V-O-O-D-E. It's a lot of history. Again, the Lord, that answering the uh, question, who is the king of glory? It's not in English, but it, it's got a pull on your spirit. That song I heard when I was leaving Israel one year, and it really changed me. It, it's not so much it changed me, it gave me a... a Revelation that I was doing the right thing by again pursuing, learning more about who we are in the flesh, to understand, to appreciate who we are in the spirit, brothers and sisters. I am glad to be an Israelite. I, according to the flesh, there's nothing more, and I didn't pick it. Actually, I didn't know the value of it until I began to study it. The Father showed me it before I even understood the greatness of it. But my goodness, to be his people. Book of Amos, chapter 3, verse 2. Of all the nations of the earth, you have I known. But Paul said, I count it all done for Christ. Christ said it like this. There's a lot of men on the earth. John the Baptist, the greatest of men. But the least. The toilet cleaner, so to speak, but the least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. That is deep. Brother Purcell, your line is open. Wow. Brother Ken, when your line is open, uh, I want to go ahead and read a few more scriptures. Actually, <laughs> these scriptures are so. Folks, Listen, this is so popular, this, this conversation. If somebody has already done it, several websites have in Christ scriptures or in him scriptures. Do both. In Christ scriptures. Uh, one group called it in Christ reality scriptures. See, Sally said in Christ reality because it is a reality. We in Christ. We in Christ, brothers. We've moved addresses. Yes, Brother King, when it's right, talking about the flesh and the cravings. Yes, Brother Apostle Paul is right about his cravings in the flesh. But the Apostle Paul went on to explain. Oh, so with my inward man, I serve the Father. Most have given me a new man that came into my spirit. And with my spirit birthed, from this spirit I receive, this Holy Spirit. That craze, I, my born-again spirit craves the Father, but my flesh isn't resurrected. He, should, he said, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? People think Romans 8 and 1, when he said there is therefore no condemnation. And people think he got saved between Romans 7. No, it's the same Paul with those same cravings. He just wanted to say, I am not condemned by what my flesh is craving. What I want to do is keep it under. 
and I'm going to go to my co-host, but I just got to say this. Romans 6 and 1 open up with this. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin? It says, how shall we that are dead to sin? Folks, if you're dead to sin, you're dead to sin. That's why I say, so what shall we say then? Shall we just continue sin? Now He said, no. How shall we that are dead to sin continue therein? If God, if the Father made it to where we're dead to sin, why should we go to live in it? That's why I tell people we've been made dead to sin because of the birth. That's why First John three. So uh, y'all got to pray with me. I got this thing in my ear, and I hear myself talking. And sometimes my words don't come out because I'm hearing myself. That's why I'm talking funny these days. But Romans 6, that's something I want to read. This man said, why shall we that are dead to sin? Y'all can talk. And listen, I understand what Brother Kenwin is saying because he ain't the only one saying it. Lots of people say it. But I mean, is not the law weak? Was it not a schoolmaster? It wasn't just Paul saying that. We act like only Paul and one talking. Yes, he wrote most of the New Testament, but there's a lot of apostles that agree with with Brother Paul. The law was weak. It couldn't do what needs to be done. We needed a, a better covenant. Yes, we did. I mean, do y'all really want to go back to Aaron and the priesthood and and the weakness that Israel had through the law? Yeah, they was better off than us, true. Because it was more intact, true. But I mean, with Christ, much better covenant. Go. My goodness. I'm Here thinking we go. of Job. I'm thinking of Job. <laughs> uh, my goodness, I'm thinking of Job. And uh, it said nobody sinned. It says that nobody sinned with Job. But look what the man went through under Christ. We don't have that same type of covenant. No, Satan can't touch us. We're in Christ. He can't pull that. We're not offering up sacrifice like Job did day and night for his for the sins of his children. I mean, this is a new and better covenant. I mean, I don't understand. We don't have no Aaron priesthood. We don't have all. But this is a killer right here. First John 3. This is why scriptures have so many people confused. People think when they're confused, the other people got it wrong. But it could be the reason why people are confused is because you're trying to blend something together that don't belong. We are not under the law. If we were wise, Uh we would follow. Hear me out. If we were wise, I mean wise we would adapt the ways of Israel in how they eat. Not just Israelites, but the Gentiles too. Everybody should be trying to eat what they ate. Everybody should be trying to wear their clothes the way the Israelites were. Everybody should try to worship and follow the law. Everybody, if they could, should worship on the Shabbat, on the Sabbath. What was the old Sabbath? As far as what day we're going to, everybody should. It just makes sense. But the big overwhelm, 
revelations, I promise that a lot of our Hebrews are like brothers and sisters is missing. Is we not justify that no more? We just do it to preserve ourselves as a nation. But the better preservation comes when your spirit, if your spirit is right, you can do like David them did, eat on the Sabbath. They went throughout, like Christ, you know, plucking corn, you know, because you understand the spirit behind the law. If you're obeying the spirit behind the law, which is what the Father was about anyway, it really wasn't about their law. He was trying to get them in the spirit, Israelites, in the spirit of matters, because sometimes it looked like people were breaking the law, and you'd be like, wait, 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 wait this is confusing. Most high they don't do this. Christ, gonna, that's, why those, that's why those Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes have a problem with Christ working. He's, Christ said, listen, if your donkey falls into a hole on the Sabbath, you ain't going to get it out. But according to the priest, if you just go by the, the law, the priests were right. Christ was wrong. He shouldn't have been trying to get no donkey out of no hole on the feast. Let the donkey stay on the hole because we can't work on the Sabbath. If it's just the law. But there's a spirit behind it. There's a spirit behind it. Folks, if you want to keep listening to us, y'all know y'all got to call the phone number now. Uh, those of you on the phone line, do not hang up. Those of you that's listening to us online, you're going to have to call the phone number 914-205. 5590. You got about 30 seconds. Uh, the lady said 60 seconds. 914-205-5590 if you want to continue listening. But the spirit behind the law, the spirit behind the Sabbath, why did the Father get mad at Israel and say, I don't, I do away with your Sabbath? Get, get that out. It stinks. Get, get, they were sitting up observing holy days and stuff, and he was saying, get that out of my face. Because they didn't have the spirit behind it. Why folks don't, why come people don't remember that scripture? It's like they forget that. He literally rebuked them and said, get that out of my face. Because there was no heart behind it. And then what about Romans 2, where it says, here's a person without no law. But they pleased the Father because they had the spirit, they had their heart circumcised, man. And the Bible says these people please the Father more than those that were circumcised. I don't understand how is it people can't understand it. It makes me wonder: are they just uh, are they are they okay. just okay? Uh, okay, okay. I'm, I'm 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 getting all jumped. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm about to. You're good. You're good. You don't have to. You don't have to apologize. No, no you don't have to apologize. Co-host, go jump right in. But I I just want to say, man, I think that's the problem is that we all feel like we know something when we ought to be as children and and and, and sharing our thoughts and understandings that we have with each other, saying that they got it, and then when they when it comes out their mouth, you see the error in what they're saying. You know what I mean? It's like they they themselves haven't put it all together. And they trying to tell how they can't understand how can't nobody else get what they got. You know what I'm saying? So that's a two-way street for me and for everybody on this panel. You know what I'm saying? We are all just learning and learning and learning. All right? But we all know that this is not a war between the Father and the Son. They work together. We know that. So ain't no man on this planet that I won't pop. I will pop now if you for the sake that Christ went against his dad. All right? 
So therefore, the people who enter a blood covenant, who are scattered across the world, because they broke his commandments, that means that if he do that to them, he'll do it to anybody else that he put a blood oath on. And if the people who he didn't put a blood oath on is get to uh, dance around eating pork chops and uh, uh, talking about, yeah, we can do this, uh, well, they ain't into the blood covenant, all right? They still want to worship our God? Okay, that's what's up. In the scriptures, in the time that Christ comes back, he will put that law on them, right? And okay, hold on, so hold on, Brother Kenwood. Miserable people in the... No, what no, law? no, what don't law? stop me yet. Don't stop me yet. Don't stop me yet. They're going to be so miserable, brother, that when Satan was to be cast back down, a lot of them are going to run to Satan, man. Not because of the crisis reign. It's just I don't know what, I really don't know what their problem is. Because this is Christ. We've been worshiping Christ for, I mean, don't everybody love Christ? But after a thousand years, they're going to go to Satan. And, yes, he will be implementing his father's laws. Let's go to Matthew, man. Uh, he was tempted by Satan. Matthew, he said, uh, Satan says, if you're the son of God, then turn these stones into bread. Christ, in verse 4, says, uh, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. What words was proceeded out of the mouth of God? That dietary law. What words proceeded out of the mouth of God? The honor and love and, and cherish the Father to do, you know, what are we talking here, y'all? Where we know that Paul, he's explaining our walk as Israelites, people who don't know. We battle our flesh. We got Christ in our heart, right? So that's what he's explaining. All right. Now, the thing is, some of us believe it's a mixed congregation up here that he's telling us to Israel, too. But is he telling us to Israel, too, for our, um, well, just learning more of, like, another higher education about our walk? Could be spirituality type of walk, uh, but do it forbid the law? I think he said he, there is something like that. There, ain't there is a book where he says to uh, do we get throw away the law? God forbid. So if it's not thrown away, what would we be doing with it then? We're keeping it. Right? Uh, it's, uh, you said something about the law being weak. It's our stony hearts, brother. Our stony hearts. Which nothing God makes is weak. That's it's what the word holds, though. The loopholes, okay. man. Okay, hold on a second. I want you to finish. I want you to finish, Brother Kenwin. Now, the Bible right. does it's say, like, Scripture like, does say, no, 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 no. Quit apologizing, brother. It's getting old, okay? You're a cold. I, I didn't say I'm sorry. I didn't okay. say that. What, okay. I, what I was saying is, I saw Sony Hart. That's what, what did it, man. And when it's, when it's talked about it being weak, it's saying that when we came and just, we was already planning sins already know what we're going to do Monday, right? And I already got a goat in our backyard from when we sacrificed. You know what I'm so that, that's what it's saying, what it said that sacrifice didn't work. It's because our heart, what's the use of sacrifice for if your heart was 
It's purple. You know what I'm saying? Your heart is already jacked up. You're doing it on a routine basis, not because your heart is into it. Man, if you was genuinely sorry, this right here is what God designed for us to work. But the problem is these people, our ancestors, developed this stony heart, developed or always had this stony heart, and we manipulated the system that God gave us, right? Because when you master something, you tend to like, freestyle it in your own little way. And here they are, they think their hearts was not right. That's why the sin is still abounding. Now, what Christ is going to fix? Christ is going to wipe away the sins that we have on us. But then again, he's going to do something different. He's going to take away that stony heart of ours. So now our, our natural reaction is to do what's right. Right? So there wouldn't be no sin in the first place. And what sin? Obeying God's word. Not obeying God's word. So our natural reaction will be doing right. This is when the kingdom comes. Right? So until then, we got a stony heart, and we need the Holy Spirit. We, uh, we need uh, to comfort us and help us battle our flesh until then. All right, I'm done. I'm done right there. Go ahead. Well, listen, first of all, I welcome everything you just said and did, the passion, all of it. But you, you're, right, you're right on point. Stand your ground. It's going to be like this sometime. You could be right. But I want to ask you a question. Yes, sir. What does the scripture say? You're right. It doesn't say the law is weak. I got to quit saying it like that. I got to say it the way Romans 8 and 3 said. For what the law could not do, there was something it couldn't do, Brother Kenwin. Yes, sir. In that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of the sense of uh, 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 God sending his own son in the likeness of simple flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh like a building you can't stay in no more that the righteousness of the law there is a righteousness of the law what it was trying to get us to might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Like Paul in Romans 7, he was sinning. But he said with the inward man he was craving, a part of him was crying, Abba, Father. Anybody in that state, that's what the scripture applied to. People think you got to be walking around here. no. Romans 7, Paul said things he hated, he finds himself doing. Things he loved, he finds struggle doing. Again, number four, that the righteousness of the law may be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh. Because we're born again. Those of us born again, we don't walk after the flesh. We have a flesh that can get out of control, but we're in the spirit, and we crave in the inward man the things of God. Our flesh may get out of control. That's why we have to be careful watching people sinning. We don't really know who's below, who belongs with the Father and who don't. Because if a believer is not in the Word and not in fellowship and not spending that quiet time with the Father, they can look like the world and cause all kind of problems for the church influence. But, Brother Kenwin, here's the scriptures I have for you. You seem to love... There, let me just say this about me. 
God, the most I know, I'm not trying to boast right now. I'm not trying to boast, brothers and sisters. I don't never talk like I'm about to talk. Purcell may be shocked to hear what I'm about to say. Because he, the reason why I say Purcell is because we talk every day. I never talk like this to him. But I'm not confused about any of this. I'm very, very, very confident. When I see First John 3, and it says, if you sin, you haven't seen God, I understand what it means. I guarantee you that caused you confusion, that scripture right there. It says anybody that has sinned have not known God. I guarantee you that scripture caused you confusion. Because you're saying we're sinning, we're sinning. I understand that I'm born again. I, the true me that the Father sees and works with, have never sinned. Ever. I crave the Father, Abba Father, 24-7. I'm in Christ. That's why you should call me brother if you're in Christ. If you're if you call me brother and you're indeed my brother, then you've never sinned because that means you're in Christ. If you're truly born again, you should call me brother. That means we are in Christ. We've never sinned. We're a new creature. We've never been before on this earth. This is a, hold on, hold on. This is something the Father wrought through Christ. We keep reading all these in, in, in him, in him, in him, in him, and we'll look over it, look over it, look over it, look over it, look over I don't play with that. Every scripture I claim, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I'm walking around. That's why the Bible even talked weird earlier when it was saying, uh, why do you live as though you're up on the earth? And you're thinking, why is that scripture saying that? Of course I'm up on the earth. Why does it say that? Because you're not up on the earth. Because you're not up on the earth. Because you're not up on the earth. No, no, no. You're not upon the earth. The Bible said we sit in heavenly places. So if you're upon the earth and you think you're upon the earth and you're caught in that, then you all is gonna be confusing. See, I I sit in heavenly places in Christ. I've never sinned. I crave the most high. With my flesh the thing that, that was born on this earth, it craves sin. Maybe look at a booty here and there. Maybe tell a lie every once in a while. But I will not, I will not position myself in that old identity. Because it has been condemned. That building has been condemned. And it's not fit for you. We moved out. He put a place of identity in Christ. I'm not going to place it back in the flesh. You can. Others can. It's, these scriptures are going to push you. And, and not be, you're never going to understand it as long as you're, as Purcell said in the Passion Translation. Again, Purcell, please read about the rudiments. Why are you still living like you're up on the earth? Please read that. Because that's exactly what I'm trying to articulate right now. People don't believe this Bible, man. And that's why somebody said to Brother Ken, and I'm going to come to you, and Purcell, you as well. But i got to say this, y'all, you know, we're not in our spirit. We keep See, the problem is when we see each other, we think that's us. That's why we cry so hard when somebody died. We think that when they die, that's it. I don't believe that. I believe we are spirits in a body. Our body is not saved. It craves this world, man. It can do all. It can kill. It can lie. It can cheat. It can sleep with somebody's wife. 
it's not born again. We have to just walk in this new identity and believe we are there. And when we believe that there's a freedom that comes when we see ourselves as Christ, when we begin to believe what the higher identity, once we believe it, quit fighting it and believe it and quit fighting it and believe it, then can we take control of our flesh. When I sin, when I mess up and look at porn or something, it's because I forget uh, and I walk away from who I am in Christ I, I, because this world is constantly telling us something different. Every time we see, taste, touch, and smell, it's saying, no, you're a body. No, you're on the earth. No, you're a nigger. No, you're black. So we get that every day. Our people call us by our name, hey, Seth. And when you say, hey, Seth, you're pulling me back into this world limits and, and my family and all of that. But if we can just focus on that new identity, brother, we will not be sinning. I'm sorry. I don't believe that. That's why the Bible says when we see him, it ain't going to be through no mirror no more. When we lay eyes on him, that's when we're going to be transformed because it's no more mystery. All of us seeing through a glass dim. But once we see him, this Rastafarian looking dude that's going to split them southern sky, once we see him, it's over. There's no more mystery then. We don't need no more scriptures because he's standing in front of us. Once it's no longer a mystery and we see it through the scripture, and we see it through this Holy Spirit that we can have for you here, once we see him, it's over. This body is just going to be this almost electrocuted into the true reality it is. I believe it. I believe it. I'm not confused about this new identity. That's why when Romans, again, First John 3, when it says, if you sin, you have never known him, that's true. That means you ain't been born again yet. But once you've been born again, you will not sin. And the Bible says you can sin. What are you going to do with that? It says you can sin. It says you can't sin. Uh-oh. It says you can't sin. But what is sin, brother? Transgression of the law, because we're not under the law. And you said we can't transgress it? Once we we're not change? under. You're not hearing me. You're not hearing me. Sin is transgression of the law. But like Paul said in Romans 6, where there is no law, there is no sin. We're not under the law. It says it. And your beef, and I understand what you're getting all upset, and stay upset. Because where you're at, you need to defend your faith. And that's where you're at. You stay there until you're able to see if you are going to see or I'm going to see it your way. But you're supposed to st- go with your conviction. But I'm telling you, brother, I am not under the jurisdiction of the law. I I'm under the jurisdiction of Christ, and I fulfill what the law was trying to do. If you think I don't keep commandments, that's not what I'm saying. I keep more commandments than what the law has. Then why are you saying all time, Hold on, hold on. Last thing, last thing. I know I'm talking a lot. Last thing I'm going to say is this. You're talking about the law, and you're defending it. I respect that. But what you really is looking for is the righteousness that that law brings. That's what you're really, really trying to say. Now, I get that righteousness that you're looking for as a gift. you got to go tall for it because that's where you're at. With me, I am the righteousness of Yah in Christ right now, Brother Kenwin. Right now, Brother Kenwin, it's a gift. It's a gift. Now, what that mean is, what that mean is, what that mean is, listen, if I follow this Holy Spirit, I may not wear certain things. 
I may not eat certain things. I am going to fulfill the righteousness of the law, just like those people in Second and Romans 2 that you talked about a couple of shows ago that fulfilled the law and didn't know, know none of that stuff you're talking about. They didn't know no law. They didn't know no law. But you they become like the righteousness. Go ahead, bro. I mean, I think that's what you're saying. <laughs> I think that's what you're saying, brother. Saying what? I'm sorry. I, I, I can't. I what do you think I'm saying? I think you're saying that once you're in Christ, the Holy Spirit will allow you to keep his commandments, but not literally. Uh, but you don't have no sin on you because Absolutely. you're over your your uh uh, you're, you're now repelled from it, or something like that. The righteousness of God in Christ, and by and so by being that, now you become like the Gentile who wasn't under the covenant, because that's the place where the Gentiles were not under the covenant. Turns out that that is the place that Paul was trying to tell us was the good place that we all need to kind of get like that, and then. Uh, of the circumcision underneath this law is that's a bad place to be, right? And we need to go on and get over here where they are, as far as the spirit of it, of it all, right? I think that's what you're saying. But you're saying that as a black man who's a descendant of slaves in a oppressed, systemic, racist place scattered across the world with a bunch of your people, at the bottom of every nation we scattered to. You're saying this. And you don't think we under the law. This is what I think. Unless you scriptures. Romans three twenty, by the works of the law, no flesh. You can holler about Gentiles, this is wrote to the Romans but the man said, No flesh. By the works of the law. No flesh will be justified, justified in his sight. Hear me out. 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 Because we can get emotional. We can get a little loud. It's okay. But at the end of the day, we got to go with this book. Okay? We got to go with the book. Now, you've been going with the book, true. But what I'm saying is the Bible says several scriptures that I want to ask you that time is kind of not going to permit me to get into one of them is this one by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified for through the law comes the knowledge of sin is sin is introduced to the law now we keep laws and if you're a believer and you don't keep laws i don't know what to say but what we do if those of us that that follow the holy spirit and really to obey him we're going to keep more laws than what the law literally says. I think it's, some people say 613, I don't know, something like that. But if you obey in the Father, you're going to keep thousands of laws. You can't even cuss out the lady at Walt, Walt, McDonald's, and I don't know if that law is in the Bible. You know, you, you have to go work over here. The Holy Spirit may say make a right, and that ain't in the Scriptures. Make a left here, make a right, but that right save your life. We keep the Spirit. What the law was supposed to do, Brother Kenwin, if it's getting done, what business of yours is it? If 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 if, if what I'm doing gets the most high to smile at me, 
and accept me. If I'm Romans 2 and I don't have no law, and you, if the law was just so rigid and, you, and the, the Father's never going to change, blah, 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 he would not accept those people in Romans 2 that don't have no law. Those people pleased him, and they had no law. And then what about the scripture that say the law is for the lawless? If you look up that scripture, the law is for the lawless, and read that whole passage before and after it, there's no way in the world somebody should be trying to be under the law. That's ridiculous. you got a better, a much better way. You don't like the word covenant? Don't say you're under another covenant. Just say you're under Christ. It's the same thing. Why would you be under something that we halfway understand which ones apply, which ones don't? I don't understand. You know what somebody said, and I believe this. I want to get you a quicker, and we got to wrap up. Somebody said this other day, and I said, man, that's deep. They said, you know why a lot of these uh, people so been on the law? Because it's something man can control. Right. See, if if you if you if you some people can't get with the spirit because then God has to be the call. God has to call the shot because it's spiritual. Both the law, any person can say, Oop, I know that you went at the Sabbath service, oop, I know that you ate some pork, oops, I know and they can just judge people. And that's why it's so appealing because I don't know about you and I'm not talking about Brother Kenwin. But a lot of Israelites, and I'm not talking about Brother Kenwin, but a lot of Israelites, they never talk about the gifts of the Spirit. They never talk about hardly nothing spiritual. They always talk about the law, and that makes me think about what that guy said. People love the law because they can control people. They may not even know in their mind that's what they're doing, but they can they can kind of, they can boast. They can say, I did this, and I, but when it's spiritual, and you can't judge them, they don't like that. And I noticed a lot of these Israelites, and I'm not knocking the revelation of us being Israel. I'm an Israelite. And if you, whether or not you accepted African Americans, is it, whether you ever accepted or not. So it's not a religion. It's a DNA. But, but Purcell, I heard you trying to get in there, and then, uh, brother. No, no, no. Out of, out of, okay. Out of respect for Brother Kimmel. Brother Kimmel, please go quickly, and let's get Purcell in there after that. And then we're going to have to wrap this show, y'all. This is good, though. Brother Kimmel, don't apologize no more. Please. You did what you're supposed to do, man. You did good. I'm not just saying that. Go ahead, brother. Okay. All right. I just want to say there is an element of the spiritual that Paul's teaching, and it's something that we all need to take in. All right. Um, I'm, I'm learning about the spiritual myself right now as we speak. Uh, and I do think there's a lot to it that completes the puzzle. Uh, but far as the law and uh, being under the law, I believe that it's my birthright to be under the law. All right? I believe that I'm Israel, and I believe my ancestors were punished because of they broke the law. And uh, that law is going to be on us and my people. I see it uh, in any major city. I see my people going through all this and that, and it totally makes sense. Not because everybody. Because we are the people who... Uh, I, 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 not all of us. All not people. all of us that walk upright and claim Most High and got their protection, got uh, angels working, got grace and mercy. No, it's all kind of believers breaking through these curses. We 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 ruling over the whites. Not all. Not everybody. Those that are ignorant and rebellious you, are suffering. I hear you. I hear you, man. It, but my point I'm trying to make is that uh, I, I do. I believe that's us, man. And. Uh, uh, when he's going to bring us back to our homeland one day, and that's what I'm counting on that. Absolutely. All right. And uh, 
uh, that's what that. And it's a, but uh, there's a lot uh, Paul said about uh, being under the law and those that are of the circumcision. Um, there's a lot of value to it, and um, I, I, I want to say that's in Romans somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what what is it above the Israelites over the Gentiles? And he said, much in every way, or something like that. Because we was given the oracles of God. And uh, that right there, man, that's a powerful scripture in itself. And I'm going to end it right there, y'all. And, uh, it's, it's, hey, it's been a good show, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Brother Purcell? It's been awesome, man. You, you're you absolutely right. Uh, my, I guess my question would be, is the law the standard? Um, and if I were to answer that question myself, I would say no. The law is not the standard. Christ is the standard. As a matter of fact, the law is no longer the standard, but Christ is the standard. And I would finish, I would end with, I would end with a couple of things. And this is this is one. Beware that no one distract you or intimidate you in their attempt to lead you away from Christ's fullness. Listen to that. Don't let anybody distract you or intimidate you in their attempt to lead you away from Christ's fullness. The, the totality of Christ, the, the the fullness of God, is our portion, man. By pretending to be full of wisdom when they're filled with endless arguments of human logic. One of the things that you said, Brother Kimwin, was... Um, you were saying something to the effect of everybody has their own idea. That, my brother, is the issue. That is the issue. You have heard me reference this scripture often on this show. For the Bible declares, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. I can guarantee you that Christ wasn't running around concerned about whether or not he broke the law. I can guarantee you that of a sh- with confidence. I can guarantee you that. Now, I'm going to end with this. And again, it's your boy Ambassador Purcell and Del Porsche of uh, Salt Life Kingdom Ministries, where we believe in bringing the saltiness back to the believer through rightly dividing the word of truth and kingdom principles. I'm going to end with this right here. Church is out. Preacher gone home. Galatians. We've already referenced this scripture. But this scripture is the author and the finisher right here. Listen to this. 
And again, I didn't read it earlier in this translation, but I'm finishing and closing out with this Passion Translation. Listen to this. My old identity has been co-crucified with Christ and no longer lives. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me. Y'all remember I said earlier, he became me and I became him. Hear me, y'all. This is by the Holy Ghost. We live in union as one. This is what the scripture is saying. I said what I said to you by the Holy Ghost. Now I'm reading it to you in the word. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me so much. That he gave himself for me, dispensing his life, watch this, into mine. So that is why I don't view God's grace as something peripheral. For if keeping the law could release God's righteousness to us Then Christ Would have died For nothing I'm going to say that one more time That's it I'm going to say that one So that is why I don't view God's grace As something peripheral For if keeping the law could release God's righteousness to us, then Christ would have died for nothing. Again, it's your boy, Ambassador Purcell Lindell Porsche, all the way out here in Cincinnati, Ohio, of Salt Life Kingdom Ministries. I love you, and it's not a thing you can do about it. God bless you. Both of them, gentlemen, profound. Yeah, I say both of them. Brother Kenwood needed to say what he said, and I appreciate him. I thought he did great tonight, standing up for the law. I think Brother Purcell stood up. I just so happened to agree with Purcell, but that don't mean anything. Uh, uh, As far as, you know, it's just, that's where we're at. So, brothers and sisters, where are you at? Where are you at on this? Let us know. Drop me a line. Uh, I'm at Seth, S-E-T-H, dot M, as in Mary, dot Turner, at Gmail. I'd like to know what y'all thought of the show. I thought this was one of our better shows ever. Brother King, we don't need to apologize. Brother King, we did everything he's supposed to do. He shouldn't feel, he should be confident. Okay? I understand. And most of us, Really, if we be honest, we see it the way Brother Ken would see it. Because what what Brother Purcell and I talking about is sound. It's it's just sound uncomprehendable. It's sound way out there. What do you mean? You somewhere else in your body, 
My sister gets on me all the time. You boy, where y'all get that from? Well, Donna, it's the Bible. Do you believe it or not? The man placed us in Christ. Now do y'all understand why the Bible says if Satan knew that the Father would have did that, he would have never crucified the Savior. If he knew that we weren't going to be like Job having to offer up sacrifices, turn our doggone houses into chimneys, all these sacrifices, and he still would suffer the way he did. No, we're under a new and better way. We get the righteousness that all they was working for as a gift. Now, I picked on the Hebrew Israelites a little bit on this show, but it's not just them. It's the Baptist wholeness, wholeness for real. Everybody want to work for this righteousness. No, it's a gift. Accept it. Wear it. And if you do that, and Seth, if you not be a hypocrite and you do it, talking to myself, we won't sin as much. We'll be able to pray for ourselves and be healed. I'm trying to go, but I just can't help but think what Fred Price said. He once said, I was, he said, it's like you're walking down the street. And you see a hole, and a guy's inside this manhole, and he's dirty and filthy. And he's, hey, man, I'll pay you $100. You jump down this manhole and help me. If you're dirty, you'll jump down there with him. Make that $100. Yes, you would, or $200, whatever's your number. He said, well, try walking down the street the next day, and you got on all white, and you clean. You got your hair done and all this. You're going to say, man, I can't, I can't do it. He said, why? You helped me yesterday. He said, yeah, but today I'm clean. <laughs> Purcell stole my thunder when he says, I love every single one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. I thank the Father. I thank him for the resurrection. I thank him for the resurrection. We celebrated on yesterday, some of us, and I thank him for what he did after the resurrection. Brother Kenwin, Brother Purcell, your line is still open. Thank y'all for tonight, okay? We're wrapping up. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. I didn't hear Brother Kenwin. Brother Kenwin. Uh, long, uh, long, brother. Okay. All right, y'all. There we go. Everybody's love y'all, brothers. We're wrapping up. Love you too, man. Yes, yes, yes. All right, folks. Let's go back to Psalms 24 and 8. Who is the king of glory? Sung in Hebrew by African Americans living in Israel. Woke up and, and, and they, they claim in their Hebrew heritage. And hopefully the new man uh, identity as well. Good night. See you on tomorrow or Wednesday. Not sure. Stay tuned.